Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Well, hello there, dear ones. I'm Rev Briz. And this is Rev Z. And together, we're ministers talking This week, we have a neat idea. We want to explore with you the concept of, now what? The simple idea is that we are never going back to normal. And we've got to figure out, you and I individually, and as a community, and as, a, as, an org, as organizations, now what? Now what do we do? So, Z, uh, I think you were the bright idea. You had the, the brains behind this bright idea. <laughs> well, I'll ask you first. Now what? Well, now, you know, that's a good question. Because, you know, as we look at things continue to unfold, um, you know, we have some states are opening, some states are not. There are different variations of opening from uh, what's essential and uh, some uh, bowling alleys and things of sort. So now we've had lots of time to shelter in place and contemplate and reflect and come up with all kinds of creative ideas. The key now is how do we find uh, the true north, if you will. How do we lock into our our desires that is truly centered in our heart and how we're going to move forward once this thing is all over? And that's going to take some doing because I'm sure everyone else like myself has come up with at least four or five things, if not more, that they want to do different or they want to do better or they want to start. So so the question was going to be looming very heavily, I think, is what is my first step or my first new habit uh, or my first new contact even that I need to step into to one, continue my connection with the divine and two, how do I let that guide me into my what's next? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Right. And we're, we are all building new habits. Now we're building new habits all the time, right folks? This experience has just been an, an opportunity to amplify those to magnify the opportunity to say hey i want to do this differently i want to show up in my life differently i want to show up for those around me differently and the one that strikes me the most and it's it's a phrase that just keeps coming back to me again and again and again and again lately i'm getting a whole different perspective on what's essential and what's not yes now that's not just out in the world of hockey games and basketball games and and concerts and food workers and truck drivers and it's in so many ways that's the question i've been asking myself about myself what's essential for me to feel good to about moving forward what's essential for me to be in a place of truth and be able to express that truth? What's essential for me 
to feel healthy and strong and courageous in the face of all of this. Yeah, and that, you know, that's that that brings up a point for me when you said that was, you know, one of the things that that I've been contemplating for myself is this whole idea of grace. You know, because I I have had a time to look back over, you know, the past few months, the past few years, my entire life and and looking at all of the grace that I've been afforded in in blessings that I've received or mess ups that I've been able to get out of or straighten out or whatever. And so one of those grace moments has has led me to an idea. I, I read it in a magazine about getting back in touch in touch with the earth through plants. Plant a garden. Plant and so I'm I'm actually starting a garden in my backyard again. I'm looking at how to do some container pots because it once provides a meditation. It's something that has to be done daily. So you have to take some time out to create a new habit of just being in the silence, picking weeds out of the garden or watering or, you know, putting mulch. And that's the kind of thing we need to do or I need to do, speak for myself, in my life to continue the good work that has come out of this shelter in place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love that you're, it must be springtime in the Rockies, folks, because we're all talking about gardening here. My wife and I were just talking last night about what we do with this garden box. And, and you know, we have, uh, it's, it's, we've got this nice big garden box in the backyard. Uh, and every year it kind of, for the last few years, it just kind of seems to be, it was, a, it's always just an overgrown something. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's goodies in there, right? There's zucchinis around and peppers and there's goodies in there if you dig for them. But we really didn't have an awful lot of order or structure to our garden. And for me, that's also something that's been coming out of this time is there's I'm feeling a bit more order and structure to my day. So in the, in the reflection of now what... Well, the day is going to come where soon enough I'll be able to schedule breakfast meetings again and I might be able to go out to lunch with friends again. So how do I take what has been a mandated structure, mandated order in some regards, and I'm looking at this for me and then mesh that with the freedom to be able to go anywhere I want again, whenever I want again. Yes, and and that and that's going to be uh, a key thing, I think, because what it will allow everyone an opportunity to do, because we've had to be structured uh, in terms of our time. Now, we have a lot of freedom as well, but especially if you have kids that are school age and you have to deal with getting the work done and getting your work done and, you know, all these different things. Oh, yeah. The whole idea of, uh, of, of what we um, sometimes say in the corporate world of time boxing in terms of staying focused, I have 45 minutes to get something done. How do I box my time? No music, no TV, no nothing. Although we sometimes think that they help us. Uh, they can create an atmosphere, but they take away from the single-minded focus to make sure that we have the habit of using our time to its fullest. 
And so I think this whole idea of what's next, uh, one thing is going to be how do we organize our lives? How do we schedule time, make time, and in some cases mandate the time to have a spiritual practice? And now that meditative practice, if you will, may be riding your bike. You may have to combine some things now. It may be working in that garden, or it may be just a traditional sit down and meditate. But how do we begin to utilize this time that we have, that we're finding out that is so precious so that we can continue to do some of the things that we're doing now, like spending time with our families and talking to friends? Because if we just start piling stuff back on, we're going to lead ourselves right back into another situation that we're not going to like. Right. Exactly. I forget where I saw this and, and somebody was sharing that, you know, we, we want to be diligent because how many people are working at home, they've realized that the commute from the kitchen to the living room and their home office is not that bad and are going to want to continue working from home. Yes. And, and there will be people that want to go back to the office. So the whole landscape of how we do business is going to change. But more importantly, and what I hear you speaking to is, how do we stay committed to what we've got now? Because what's going to happen is everybody's going to be in a rush to try to catch up. Everybody, all right, not everybody, right? (laughs) However, there will be a big push to let's get back to work and catch up on the the few months we lost. Let's get back to work and let's buckle down and double down this summer and do more than ever before. And I think that's missing the point. No doubt. No doubt. And, 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 and it's, you know, the interesting thing that comes to mind when you say that, you know, there are a few states that are talking about not even starting school until January of next year. So for some people, that already is not an option, right? Getting back to what was so-called normal. And so now that whole idea of balance has to come into place more And we're going to have to listen more to our bodies, to our friends, our families, our jobs and the universe and how to find that balance. Because, you know, balance sometimes is often mistaken for equilibrium where something is at just a steady state. However, true balance is like riding a bike. You know, it looks like it's going straight and no movement, but micro movements are being made all the time to stay on that bike and keep it moving. And if you get in a steady state stop, you're gonna fall off. And we don't wanna fall back off after we've gone through all this work now to get to wherever we're gonna be when we say, you know, ready, set, go. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, when are you ever gonna have time to fix it if you don't have the time to do it right the first time? Yes. And we've got the opportunity here, people, right? We've got the opportunity to reimagine all of this differently, to set aside time as sacred in our practices, in our family, in and let go of putting the the church of the almighty dollar aside for a while. Yeah, I think it, it it's been pretty interesting. Uh, this has been an experiment for my family and I, right? 
because certain aspects of our income dried up, certain aspects of our income stayed the same. And in the midst of the question, you know, the question, this is our seventh week outside of what was normal for my family. Right. And seven weeks ago, we were wondering, where is it all going to come from? How is this going to happen? And seven weeks ago, we started a very conscious campaign within our family to stay in that place of saying, I don't know what's next. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have absolute trust that it is going to happen. Yes. And we can call this a miracle. You can call it whatever you want. But what I know is through the unlikeliest of scenarios, through the unlikeliest of combinations of unique connections and support and stimulus and this and that and taxes and even in the fact that I pay taxes has contributed to all of this. We're in a place where we now, seven weeks later, have a different vision on how we earn money, have a different vision of how we live as a family, and we feel confident that this is all working out for us. Yes. There's money in the bank. There's money coming in the door. Is it the same form, the same avenue? No. But the new now what for us is now we got to double down on our belief system and our trust. We've got to double down on our tithing. We got to double down on being in that place that says, I know, man, I know God's got this. I don't have to figure it out. God's got this. Well, you know, the, the, the thing that excited me when you said that was this whole idea that is age old. It's as ancient as ancient as time, right? And that is the mystery of life. In that when you look at ancient wisdom, one of the premier or primordial philosophies that is taught through that is that no matter how much you know, there will always be still more to know. So that mystery will always be there because we are living in an evolving, eternal, infinite universe. And so I love, I love a phrase by Alan Watts that says, you know, as long as we, create, we keep creating sharper knives and, and better microscopes, we will continue to find new things that are mysterious to us. And that's what we have to learn and which we sh we've had a good taste of it now is to live in that mystery. We know what we know. We have some good understanding and inklings, if you will, that there is a divine order to things. And we have to lean into that more and trust it because when we go against it or buck up on the wrong side of it, we create problems not only for ourselves, but the entire universe. Because yeah. that whole concept from quantum physics that, you know, we live in a all-connected, one universal world, which has been taught by the ancient ones forever, is true. You can't pull one thing and out, the, out affecting the other, the whole butterfly effect, how things happen within the universe. Right. Exactly. 
I, and that's uh, <laughs> that is so true, and I I've heard that and seen that. Right, people will will quote the butterfly effect, and then two minutes later are cursing and damning someone to hell or whatever it might be. <laughs> it, it, we can be, and I, I you know I know I do it. I've done yeah. it. We're all, we're all guilty. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and we all can say thank you because we all did this. We brought ourselves to this place uh, in one way or another. How, and the, the, again, we come back, how are we responding to all of this? We get it folks, right? There's a, for some of us, the now what might be that desperate place of, well, where there might be a word in there that we'd have to bleep out in between, right? Now, what? Yes. And, 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 you know, I, I just want to jump in there real quick because, you know, there's, there, there's those things that need to get bleeped out. But when you look at ancient wisdom, the so-called sacred and the so-called profane was all sacred because all life is connected. And so everything in its proper place and time has something to offer to benefit life. Yes. You know, there's a saying, it's from Ernest Holmes, I think, that says something to the effect that, you know, if you want to determine if you're doing something that's in accordance or non-accordance with the divine order, is that if it is promoting life, it is. If it's not, then you're out of order. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yes. Right. And, and you just forced me to look at my own social media feed. Am I... Am I promoting love and positivity on one breath and bitching about the government on the next breath? Yes. Right? And I, I'm not here to call anybody out. However, if that's what your social media feed looks like, then you got to ask yourself, well, pardon the pun, but who are you feeding? Yes. Are you feeding the fear? Are you feeding? There's a, a, an old Native American story of two wolves. And the parable is very simple. There is the wolf that is your friend, that is your totem, that is here to work and support and protect you. And there is the wolf that will steal your food and eat you alive, given the chance. Well, you've only as you've got these two wolves, which one do you feed? Which one do you give nourishment and sustenance to? And which one do you let wither and die? No. And that's and 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 those are sometimes hard decisions because, you know, you may be attached, but but you have to or you don't have to. There's always the opportunity to look at these things from a greater perspective, from a mysterious point of living that says, how do my actions support life? I mean, yeah. if you look at if you look at some of the great teachers, Jesus, Buddha, they they did things that was contrary to popular uh, agreement. I mean, you know, you, there's the story of Jesus going into the uh, into the market, overturning tables and things like that, which was uh, not heard of. But the idea was to promote life because they were taking advantage of the people. Right. Exactly. Yep. Now more than ever, folks, we get a chance to turn over those tables ourselves, physically, metaphysically, metaphorically, 
right? What money changers are we refusing to do business with any longer? Which, where are we choosing to take ourselves and how are we choosing to support and promote what's working for us? So we're going to actually take just a second here to promote and remind you that before we get all the way to the end of our episode, which will be here soon enough, that uh, this program is supported by the New Thought Media Network and airs through New Thought Radio, the most positive radio station on the internet, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can catch the podcast on our webpage, on the radio station, newthoughtradio.net, and by all means, check out New Thought Media on Facebook and YouTube. Okay, enough of that. Back to where we were here. So here we are, right? We're in a place. We know that there's a, a new a new vision coming. It's already online. It's already starting to manifest. So it's a matter of me catching up to seeing the vision. I'm in a place of saying, now what? And I'm in a place where I'm still still listening what happens and maybe uh, what can we what can we share with people z if they feel they can't hear that call right now if the negative news is deafening if the cacophony of of interruptions and how can people how can people break that and get into the good well you know you know that just brings up a quote that just happened to be right in front of me by Mother Teresa that says, God speaks in the silence of our hearts. Listening is the beginning of the prayer. And I think that's the first thing we have to do because as you said earlier, and by, by being in silence, I also am, am implying stillness because a lot of people are chomping at the bit to rush back out and, and get back to the way things were. But as we said in the beginning, it's, it's never going to be the same. I mean, we're dealing with the, with the, with the virus that, that they are saying as of now is going to be, in some cases, maybe like the flu. And it's coming around every season. So there was, And we know with the flu, it has a chance to mutate and do other things. And so we have to, I think, first start with that stillness and that silence and be intentional about what we're doing and be uh, open to the mystery to know that once we can step into the stillness and step into the silence, we'll be guided, whether it's by a honk of a horn or, you know, a, a song on the radio or some, some ideas that pop into your head in the moment. If we are open and receptive to it, these coincidences and things like that will guide us, but we have to be somewhat still and silent to know when to make that move. I love what you're saying here. And as I was listening to you, what's jumping in my mind is we have for so long, and again, I know I'm guilty of this, folks, for so long, humanity's been in a place of, I got this. I know. I know what you're talking about. I know what I know what needs to happen next. <laughs> I, I, I got this. Don't worry. I can handle this. We, in many ways, 
forget to give it up to God. Forget that there is a higher power, that there is something larger than the human ego, than that something's going on that I can't see. I can look back across the the last decade of my life, the last couple of decades, and all I've tried to accomplish, and all the ways that uh, things have, quote, gone right, and all the way that things have, quote, gone wrong. And I'll tell you, every time when I surrender into what is and what wants to be, miracles happen. Mm-hmm. When I force what I want and what has to be, yeah, those are the places I look back at and delete from the, you know, those are the ones that don't get brought up in the archives. It's like, yeah, hide that file, man. Just bury that file in the R drive where nobody ever looks. And you know, you know what, what comes to mind when you said that, you know, about when you look back over some period of time uh, and you see how those things that uh, were bumped in the night that put you on another path or whatever to get you to a, a better place or a place that you never thought you'd end up by taking that path. It reminds me of that, of that footsteps or footprints rather poem where, you know, the guy's walking, he said, you know, after you said you were going to be with me. I look back and God, there was only one footprint, you know, and God says, well, yeah, that's when I was carrying you. So that's why I, those are my footsteps, not yours. And, and, and that's the thing that we have to, be aware of and and this this COVID-19 virus is reminding us that's what we have to breathe into. You know, I, I would suggest everybody determine or find a breathing exercise that helps them get centered and can be still, whether that's, you know, there, there's a ton of different ones. You know, there's you breathe in for four, you hold for eight, and you breathe out for four. And and they have all kinds of variations of those breathing uh, uh, exercises, rather, to get you centered. And it doesn't take a long time. But that's what we have to breathe into. That mystery that footprints sets forth is that sometimes when we look like we're in a bad space, God has carried us or is carrying us through that, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I... Yeah, I can't help. I go to that image, and I can't remember the name of the movie. And but the the actor, you know, rubs the bottom of his ears. And it's Fusa or Usa, or right? And people have made this into a, a joke, but it really is the center of everything. I, where would we be without our breath? Yes. And so the opportunity to take that time, and what I also know is, I know the as soon as I can quiet my mind. And as soon as I can give even an inch of an opening to God, then it is the power's great pleasure to give me the kingdom and comes rushing forward. So even just a, okay, I've had enough, I'm going to my room, can be the opening that allows me to be in the silence, to be in the stillness to surrender what I believe or what I think or what I want and allow what wants to be, uh, what wants to be known, what wants to be revealed, allow the divine spirit to fill me with that new understanding, a new perspective. Yes. Yes. You know, cause there's that, there's that whole thing about the essence of life, you know, and it says that 
and, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, please forgive me, but it says something about, you know, you can go a few days or uh, maybe a few weeks without food and a few days without water, but you can't go but a few minutes without air and there's going to be a problem. And so that whole idea of take the breath right now to feel centered, to feel that connectedness, to feel the mystery of how this thing called air or oxygen keeps me alive. I mean, that's a whole mystery. I mean, we know the science behind it, but why, you know, why? Why not carbon dioxide that the trees, you know, do the opposite of? Yeah. So, you know, so, so it makes you really want to say, wow, what next? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I and, you know, we're kind of at that point, folks, where uh, we're, we, we've committed to give you a good half hour every week. I think we've done that. And still the question remains. Now what? What next? Well, what I believe and what I trust is that we couldn't answer that question for you anyway. Only you can. True. So what now? Now what? We come back to listen, listen deeply, listen to the calling, listen to the stirring, be still and listen. Very simple lesson and a very simple practice. We're going to invite you this week until we're back again next week. Be still and listen and know that God's got your back. Amen to that. Well, Z, thanks for being with me today. Oh, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure when we do this. Absolutely. And thank you that are listening. Obviously, we'd probably do this anyway without you, but it makes a lot more fun knowing somebody's listening. So if you would like to comment or drop us a topic that you'd like to hear us chat about one day, please do send us an email, info at newthoughtmedianetwork.org. And Rev Z or I will take a look at that. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even read your comments on the air. So we're going to get out of here for this time, for this week. We'll be back again next Friday with a whole nother edition of Ministers Talking Shit. Until then, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking Shit. We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other sh** our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.